0: Hello, everybody. Richard Hart here with a poker professional, Alec Torelli. But if you want to remember his name, just call him Tortellini. He loves it. Hey. Well, thanks he for having me on the show. Me. My
1: pleasure. Well, and um, glad to be here. Thanks for doing this. i um, really excited.
0: We should
2: introduce your friend as well. I'm Harrison. I've been following you for years, Richard.
0: Nice. And uh, Well, you yeah, must be a genius. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Not quite. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. So what are we talking about today, guys? My, my, yeah, uh, so my headline says Bitcoin to 100K. Yep. Is Bitcoin or going what to about 100K maybe, or 10K? Yeah, what about
1: Hex to a dollar?
0: Yeah, <laughs> we do that too. It's more likely. Yeah, for probably. sure.
1: So, I mean, we uh, we did a show on, uh, Harrison and I, for those watching, we did a show on our channel on CryptoRally, my YouTube. And, you know, we weren't Hex holders, not shilling our bags. We just had an open conversation about Hex. And I think the community really appreciated it because um, we were just having a conversation. We're trying to seek mm-hmm. the truth, get to the bottom of it, understand the project better without being like, you know, everyone buy Hex, Hex is going to the moon. Sure. So, um, yeah, we wanted to learn more about the project, kind mm-hmm. of have a, a interview from people that perhaps weren't, you know, Hex holders, ardent fans, like fans, but aren't like I think the problem it.
0: with talking to non-Hex holders is that they're stupider like truthfully, probably it, it would I was be telling like I want, I want stream. to talk to people that like motorcycles that don't have motorcycles and you're like, nah. like just no like they just know less guns are really I actually, smart
1: i don't i think i might be in that middle iq and i said this on my show where like i'm not smart enough to get it maybe i'm not dumb enough <laughs> to get it i'm in between I'm i can explain this to so understand. easy
0: bro it's gonna be so easy
1: So that's why we're here. We're gonna, you're gonna be able to convert two people potentially in real time. Okay. So I guess our first question um, is just like, what do you see uh, the end game of hex being? Like, what do you see coming in
0: like ten years? Let's let's skip the first question, and let me let me try and elucidate hex's amazing properties in a different way. Do you understand Bitcoin? Do you know how Bitcoin works?
1: Yeah, I think I understand Bitcoin very well. I think Harrison does too.
0: Nice. Well, for those guys viewing that may not understand how Bitcoin works, I'm going to try and explain it very simply as well. And when I say simply, I mean, really, really simply. Okay. Bitcoin, it is an Excel spreadsheet that lives on the internet that has everyone's money on it. And then you can spend if you have your password. And then it inflates at about 2% a year inflation to pay people to keep the spreadsheet honest. And that's it. That's all Bitcoin is. So, What is Hex? It's that with two changes. Instead of inflating to pay people to secure the network, we inflate to pay people to secure the price. So our inflation goes to people that lock their coins up so they can't sell them so the price goes up. And instead of using Bitcoin miners, we use Ethereum miners. And that's it. There you go. I've just explained all of Bitcoin to you, and I've just explained Hex to you. It's really super easy and super simple. Took about... 45 seconds, minute.
1: Yeah. Harrison, you want to shoot? I know you
0: had a
2: question on this. This is, this actually gets to my, one of my biggest um, sticking points that I had is um, there's an APR associated with state with Mm -hmm. with investing your tokens, locking them up. Yes, Um, And I know that can go at as high as about 37% uh, approximately. It actually goes much
0: higher. That's the average. That's the average that people receive. So if you stake shorter than average, you'll get less. So like a one year stake might be like 18% APR, but mind you that APR number is a lie. The actual APR is millions of percent, but it's too big of a number to show people it scares them. So if you count your APR in dollars, it's millions of percent, but if you count your APR in just hex, then it's, you know, in between 18 and 60, depending on how long you stake.
2: Right. So the, my key issue with it is when you borrow money typically, or when you lend money, typically they generate mm. a yield by doing something productive with the money. And I know you've given the, mm. the counterpoint that the Federal Reserve technically just lends them 10 times whatever you give the bank. That is true, but ultimately your deposit does create their ability to then lend out 10 times that amount of money mm. into a productive use in the economy. Theoretically, productive, starting huh? a business,
0: <laughs> starting a business. Yeah, there's a lot of, in a lot of in productivity state. in the economy. GDP is really flying. Um, no, actually it's, it's just a Rube Goldberg machine. So, uh, one hex is more similar to Bitcoin than it is to a CD. Hex really has absolutely no similarity to a CD whatsoever, none. So like CDs don't have high volatility. They have extremely low volatility. CDs are traditionally denominated in the dollar, which only goes down in value, almost never up. It's lost 92% of its purchasing power over the last, uh, 80 or 90 years, I believe. So, you know, I'd I'd not, other than the fact that you just want to make more money on your money, there isn't any similarity between Hex and a normal CD whatsoever. Now, for fun, I, oh, well, so since Hex is most similar to Bitcoin, Bitcoin generates yield as well. It just sucks and it just pays it to miners to destroy the environment. So in Bitcoin, the inflation goes to hardware manufacturers which aren't in America. They're just weird foreign companies that test the hardware and take all its profitability before they actually ship it to you. And the first two weeks of profitability is half that the machine will ever generate. So being delayed by two weeks jacks you for half of your profit. And, and what do they do with the money that they get from the Bitcoin inflation? They dump it for electricity to pollute the environment, or you could say only 20% of that pollutes environment. But okay, it's 20% of a quite large number. Hex doesn't have those problems. Hex doesn't pollute the environment to secure its chain because we piggyback to ETH, which is already paying all that horror fee on their own. They're already, you know, ETH miners are already dumping the ETH price to secure the ETH chain. We're just piggybacking on that. So we don't have to, you know, we we're a hybrid proof of work, proof of stake network, where our inflation only comes from proof of stake and our transactions only come from proof of work. But you know, that proof of work is already massively subsidized by the ETH guys paying all of the costs. You know when you're an eth miner you don't earn hex and you don't dump hex to pay for electricity but you do earn eth and you do dump eth so we removed a giant negative externality which is why inflation in our system is unlike inflation in any other system you don't need to sell the hex inflation to pay for negative externalities but you do in bitcoin and ethereum so comparing our inflation rate to their inflation rates is a little bit silly and comparing our yield to the yield of a a time deposit in the bank is also silly but for fun, just to educate everyone at home about uh, time deposits, your money doesn't get lent out. Are you listening? When you give your money to the bank, it doesn't get lent out. It's not an asset to the bank, it's a liability. They owe it to you. So what do they do with it? They let it sit there and act as a reserve to get leveraged up tenfold and get 10 times the free money from the government. And what is that money the government gives them? Inflation, aha. So in fact, when you put your money in the bank Anyone that gets yield gets it from inflation. Dun, dun, dun. And where do Bitcoin miners get their yield? Inflation. And where do stakers get their yield? Inflation. And so, you know, every proof of stake network or every proof of work network operates by the same principle. And by the way, uh, Bitcoin went up, you know, 6.9 million X from a penny. So its, infl- its pay for inflation model seemed to work just fine. Ethereum went up, uh... <laughs> From thirty-one cents, unless you caught the wick down to fifteen on Kraken, uh, up to five thousand. So the model seems to work just fine, and it's the same model that Hex has. So right, okay, like, so, go ahead.
1: So is the the reason for the high yields? On the reason Hex, the
0: yield is so high is because the staking participation is so low. <clears throat> if the staking participation that was hundred percent, right? That was my question sure. because
1: the origin address presumably. And, Again, we don't know who owns it, so no no uh, uh, claims there, but the origin address presumably isn't staking and they own a large percentage of the token. So is it because the origin address isn't staking so that that yield is then higher for everyone else because there's less tokens staked? Is like a large part R- of it.
0: Regardless of whom is not staking their coins, only around 10 or 11% of coins are staked, which 10X right. is the 3.69 average. That makes and, sense. Yeah, and it's just the same thing as a Bitcoin miner. So if you, if you were the only Bitcoin miner and it cost you a dollar to mine Bitcoin on your laptop, then right. you'd be making an absolute killing. So, so once, you, once you just look at Hex as Bitcoin with a proof of work change from destroy environment to lock up coins to support price, everything's really easy and really clear. Like staking so your Hex th- is like getting free Bitcoin mining machines that run without electricity. Awesome. I get that.
1: Might, one of the things that I like, thought about in, in terms of money is that like, money tends to one. Like, there tends to be a convergence on society as no. a store of value. So Do, you, do you see this competing Say with Bitcoin? Again. There seems to be like a convergence with society on a most efficient money, like gold, no, right? The world converged true. on...
0: Nope. That's not true. It's not true at all. Originally, we had sound money. It was backed by metals. Then... It was backed by crappier metals. So they switched from gold to silver. Then it was backed by nothing. They like to say it's backed by guns. But if it was backed by guns, if I'd be going up, not down, because we got more guns. Doesn't make <laughs> any sense. So <clears throat> this concept of fiat currencies, of which all have gone to zero over time. Right. It's only a 50-year-old experiment that happened with the uh, Nixon crisis where he just depegged. He broke the Bretton Woods agreement and just depegged the dollar from gold and was like, lol. And you can see it on every chart. So like there's a website called WTF happened in 1971 and you see every financial chart get totally wrecked in 71 or 72 or 74, some early seventies number. And, uh, you know, so this idea that like society converges on a money, not true, no evidence for that whatsoever. This idea that there will be a winner-take-all in currency, also, nope, (laughs) no evidence for that whatsoever. Bitcoin goes to all-time highs when alts go to all-time highs. What do you think the most commonly purchased thing that people buy with their Bitcoin is? Alts. What do you think the most cool thing you can buy with Bitcoin is? Alts. What do you think outperforms Bitcoin into oblivion and has more features and more price performance and more security? In the case of Hex, Hex is more secure than Bitcoin. Hex is more secure than Bitcoin. You like secure money? Hex is more secure. I can explain it to you if you don't want yeah, to so just you see accept these the things, premise.
1: You, you <clears> see <throat> these things coinciding. You don't see like one thing competing for a world reserve currency in terms of Hex or Bitcoin. You see both of these appreciating over time as people adopt. But you see Hex as a more efficient form of, of, of money, like a more well, efficient it
0: Bitcoin. It, it is. Right. It, it's more secure. It has less negative externalities. It has more features. It, it will soon operate on more than one chain with Pulse chain launching. You'll have eventually encapsulated Hex stakes on other chains as well. We live in a multi-chain world now. I mean, there's just like Bitcoin. I think Hex went up like 750x versus uh, Bitcoin. Like if you would have bought a uh, Hex at January 5th of last year and sold it three months ago, you would have been up 750 fold your Bitcoin. So you could have seven hundred and fifty X to your stack of Bitcoin. If you loved Bitcoin so much you would have sold it for hex. You know? So it's the chart doesn't lie. The chart's very clear. I mean hex went up a million percent from January fifth to three months ago. Before staking. If you'd staked it would be up two million percent, one and a half million percent, depending on how long you staked.
2: Before we um like wrap up this first this first question though mm-hmm. the yield that you're generating ultimately the 30 37 percent that people go in and investing thinking i'm going to earn 37
1: percent the reason i had a it problem tends with to it be
0: vastly more because it's just right. your hex return you multiply that by your dollar gains and you're, you're like in right la, by la, your la, price la.
1: appreciation right yeah you're but like the, wow the reason i had a problem possible?
0: with
2: it is people people think they get that 37 percent in purchasing power but that relies on the network continuing to grow if the network doesn't continue to grow and more money come in then that 37% will not be there in purchasing power. It will be there in token value in, in, in there, terms of units of tokens, but not necessarily so in necessarily purchasing power,
0: right? you, you just addressed an issue of perception and Hex has the most honest website in cryptocurrency. If you go to hex.com, it's gonna tell you that the price dips 80% and has five, six times. If you go to Bitcoin's website, it doesn't say anything like that whatsoever. It says, Bitcoin's volatile. People don't know what volatile means. So as far as like price risk and downside risk and talking about like, hey, you're lucky this stuff works at all. Solar Flare could kill everything. Hex is the most honest website in the entire world. No one in any cryptocurrency website has more clear disclosure about Hex. When I publish charts of the Hex price, I highlight all the dips. I only draw one upside and I highlight every single dip. Look, 70, 60, 50, 80. Who does that? There's no one I'm more not at all. Saying me. it's. Yeah, I'm not saying it's dishonest at all. I'm,
2: I, I have a problem no, with the like most yield honest. farming, with, with yield farming nowadays, people see these crazy APYs and they don't realize that you only get that if the token holds its purchasing power, which doesn't happen we, most
0: of the well, time. Well, notice that we don't advertise that. We don't even, so like, you're, you're, you're supporting my behavior. So you're saying you don't like when people quote misleading yield stuff and our okay. yield is exactly what you will get in hacks. We right. don't use the crazy other numbers like everyone else. Right, so like, right. we do, we're doing everything better. Like, Hex is better. It's a better domain name, it's a better founder. Hey, where's Satoshi when Bitcoin.org got hacked and had a scam, literally scamming people on their homepage. Where was Satoshi? Where was Satoshi to defend the Bitcoiners? I did a live stream, an emergency one that I didn't wanna to do to protect everybody. Where's his punk ass? Nowhere to be found. So Hex has a better logo, a better URL, a better founder, better price performance, better features, less negative externalities, is better for the environment, what else can we do to win harder? We're killing it. Like, there's not, like other than Fiat on ramps, which Hex isn't designed to address, we're absolutely murdering it. We're winning the game.
2: But you'll admit if the network wasn't growing by user count and money coming in, oh. it wouldn't be as pretty, right? Let's, do, let's do
0: the parade of imaginary horrible so I can tell you want to do it. What if everyone sells at once? it'll go to zero. What if everyone sells all the stocks at once? They'll go to zero. What if everyone sells all the houses at once? They go to zero. Oh, hey, B- Bitcoin, the blue chip, most decentralized, highest market cap, most liquidity, right? Drops 85% every three years. Oopsie. Hey, Ethereum, awesome, world computer, blah, 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 Drop 95%. Ever since Hex had a price on a real market, it ain't never dropped 95%. What's up, ETH homies? How come your coin sucks balls? Why'd it drop 95%? Talk to me. Hey, I remember back when Vitalik said that it shouldn't cost uh, you know, dollars to send transactions. Well, that's funny, because it costs like $20 to send ETH now. And who's actually trying to solve that? Me, because I'm forking Ethereum. And you can use that testnet. You can go to Pulsechain, go to t.me pulsechain.com and download the parameters and use the Pulsechain testnet right now. And you'll see all your coins there, all your beautiful little ERC20s. They're all sitting there. Testnet version two will be launching next week, I hope. And then uh, hopefully mainnet month or two later. And then we yeah, congrats
1: re- on that. I wanted yep. to ask about Pulse too. So do you th- sure. do you think? And this is kind of a hex Pulse question, but do you think mainstream adoption is a challenge when <clears throat> a large amount of the tokens are owned by the origin address? Or in no. the case of Pulse Chain, nope. Um, no one cares. I guess a two part question. So you could address each one, but like also in the case of Pulse Chain, mm-hmm. when whoever controls the ledger controls the the, the, the system through proof of stake. So do you think that that's a challenge for adoption?
0: Let's talk about it. When was the best time to buy Bitcoin? When Satoshi owned 100% of the coins and there was no liquidity and there was barely any place you could buy it. Oh, interesting. When was the best time to buy Amazon stock or Facebook stock or Google stock? When the founders owned 100% of the coins and there was very little liquidity and it was very hard to buy. Oh, who knew? Yep. Yep, that's the case. And when you go to buy your Amazon stock, or your Tesla stock, do you scroll onto the website and find out how much the founders own? And do you wish the founders owned less? And would you think, oh man, yeah, this founder doesn't own any of this garbage. (laughs) That's way better for my investment. See, I don't understand why everyone gets everything so literally entirely backwards. So your gut feeling, your premises, centralized ownership, bad for price. Nope, no it's not. Go look at every single ERC-20 that is murdering Bitcoin, and they all have like 98 or 95 or 90% of their coins in the top 100 addresses. All of them, everyone. By the way, Hex has less. <laughs> but everyone, okay. everyone has everything backwards, and I have to de-educate them of their silly ideas. Centralized ownership is amazing. Did you know that 42% of Bitcoin sits in two hundred or 2,176 addresses? Did you know that? It's fabulous. It was concentrated. I didn't though. know
1: that specific.
0: Yeah, just go to Bitcoin rich list. And it'll be but right a lot of those top. are
2: exchanges, correct? Yeah.
0: Well, okay. And who holds the keys? And how does that work out for the users usually when they give the exchanges their keys? Mt. Gox, Quadriga CX, BTCE. I could go down the list. Well, this makes sense. KuCoin's in been Hex, hacked. Bit-
1: what, about, what about in the case of Pulse where they're, where they're trusting like the, the network itself because it's a proof of stake mm-hmm. and if someone owns more than a, a large portion of the network, they can control the network? Is that okay. a risk?
0: It, all of these systems are socially enforced. Bitcoin has a 21 million coin limit, right? And eh, not right. really. If the miners decide to change that number, they can just change that number. Period. That's it. Right. Bitcoin has a limit that the miners say it does. Same for the block size limit. Same for every single parameter in the network. If you're not a, a miner on the network, you don't actually have any say in what the parameters of the network are. Now you could argue that there's a triumvirate and that, you know, the exchanges care and matter to some degree, the miners care and matter to some degree, and the users care and matter to some degree. And then the devs kind of matter as well, because everyone just double clicks EXE and uses default params, so the devs kind of matter. <clears throat> because these are all socially enforced networks, what really prevents fifty one percent attacks in Bitcoin? That they're very hard to be profitable on. What what really prevents Yeah it's
1: game theory, right? I mean that's like Exactly. A- That's what I like about poker is like it really helps understand crypto because Mm -hmm. you understand people's independent economic incentives and how they're going to behave.
0: People are in general going to do what is in their financial interests. And it's in general in the financial interests of miners not to 51% attack the networks and make their miners worth less. And then they're like, oh, look, I've got miners that used to be worth a lot. But then I tried to play games and now they're worth quite little. And the same thing applies for proof of stake. Hey, you've got this massive stake in a thing. Why don't you shoot your investment in the head by doing stupid stuff? No one does yeah. it. Yeah, it's just so it's never like a happens. benevolent,
1: a benevolent whale type of.
0: Well, I mean, if you if you believe what is commonly said in startups and open source software is that a benevolent dictator is the most efficient form of governance. Yeah, and you know you, you kind of look at that and you're like, look at the Bitcoin code. All of the commits are like two guys. It's like <laughs> you're like okay, you know. there's just so many there's so many things i know that nobody else knows this is crazy i wish i wish i had a larger audience because it could make the world so much smarter you want to know it wasn't in the bitcoin white paper the inflation rate the halfening of the interest every four years those things aren't in there the block size limit none of those things are in there (laughs) You're like, okay that's pretty funny because those are really important parameters right like the inflation rate and the fact that it would cut in half every four years might be something you might want to chuck in ye old white paper. <laughs> Bitcoin also has no written spec, so if you want to write a client for it, screw yourself. You're just like, good luck being bug for bug compatible with the C++ version that originally only ran on Windows and had a poker client in it. <laughs> There's so much stuff I know, nobody else knows. It's hilarious. So you, we have
1: this design. What's to stop a competitor for doing something similar um
0: w- which product is it
1: because with 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 something like hex like why why is hex like well let's, lindy go, let's go over that and did, did hex no
0: i mean to, to clarify for the audience he's referring to the lindy effect which states that the longer something has existed the longer it is likely to exist but notice that that lindy effect argument doesn't speak to market price so you, you right. know, pencils have been around a long time but you really wouldn't have <laughs> been fair. a that's fair thanks have for the, the a clarification a pencil yeah that history. was needed yeah so and, and I mean, we could, if we're gonna play the like analyze laws game, we can get into Metcalfe's law. You know, the value of one fax machine is nothing. The value of like 100 fax machines is 100 squared. So so as as you can communicate with more people, communication networks become more valuable. But it, but in reality, is the main utility of these networks communication or is it speculation? It's primarily speculation. So it operates differently. So, you know, what are some other funny laws we could put in there? Uh what's the one where the good money drives out the bad Gresham's law Gresham's law. Yeah. That one's always misquoted. Gresham's law requires that there be an artificial peg and that people just decide to route around that stupid peg and keep the good money and spend the bad money. But there is no artificial peg to be dealing with here. So it's just, it's just a relevant non sequitur, but you know, people bring it up all the time. Yeah. And then there's other things like we could bring up, uh, Veblen goods where the more expensive something is the more people want it which you'll see exactly these are like a nightclub
1: like a nightclub at the win
0: there you go yeah the longer the queue the more they want in same shitty club on the inside you're like hey you know (laughs) I've been to a lot of clubs a lot of clubs so your argument is
1: that there's like a network effect which stifles competition with something like Hex where it's just like the rich get richer because it's the go-to currency for this sort of protocol
0: no so there's a big, if you make the misassumption between <clears throat> replacement goods and complementary goods, you've made a huge unforgivable error. So do you think that Ethereum is a replacement good for Bitcoin? Did no. Ethereum hurt Bitcoin's price?
1: No. Probably no, not. I mean, maybe. Maybe, but Probably yeah. not.
0: probably, yeah, probably not. not. I mean, they, it, it does so much more. It's such a It probably helped the
1: ecosystem to get people into crypto, and then people come into <clears> NFTs, <throat> NFTs through Ethereum, and then they put money into NFTs. Bitcoin eventually. God,
0: I hate NFTs yeah. so much. So on the one hand, uh, because Pulse is the world's largest airdrop to ever occur in history, it, uh, it also is airdropping everyone's NFTs. And so from the perspective of making Pulse look more awesome, I want to not savage and crap talk NFTs, but I absolutely hate them, and they disgust me so here's what an NFT and I know you've got NFT in your bio so this ought to be a spicy spicy argument but since you know all these cool laws like I do I'm not a maximalist about anything
1: though so I don't don't care
0: well I mean bro you're buying a serial number loosely related to a JPEG which may or may not still be hosted on the internet get fucked like instantly like no absolutely not hey the hosting for your JPEG went down what are you going to do kill yourself who are you going to cry to It's not even on the blockchain. It's not even uploaded to the blockchain. Are you kidding me? It's such trash. Hey, you bought pixelated garbage generative art. You could have bought and created your own series of NFTs for less than the piece of crap JPEG you kind of think you bought, but you didn't even buy the JPEG and you don't have any intellectual property rights to it. You you can actually buy art with rights. Did you know that?
1: I agree NFTs are in a huge bubble and ninety nine percent will go to zero. My next video is called why ninety nine percent of NFTs are going to zero. So I I agree. I can't wait. I think,
0: Please I, I think there's a wait. few that
1: are I think there's a few that are social tokens. We should get back to hex, but I think a few are social tokens, <laughs> like basically you buy into a community of people where there's a barrier to entry, but it's called other karma. Than that, I think Hey, it's called karma. They have not yeah, on Reddit. I think Most of them are going to do bad. I know Harrison had a question though. So, yeah,
2: speaking of community, I've noticed on on Twitter that the Hex community is probably the most present of any community, even
0: compared to
1: Ethereum and Bitcoin. And I'm wondering, I would say so too. I think the Hex community is the strongest I've ever seen. So, shout out to you guys. Uh, Thanks for all your support in our last video. And these are Um, all real
0: humans that speak English and are like American white. I interacted
1: with 50 of them. They yep. are all very kind. Yep. I really like the Hex community. <laughs> There's so a lot there of anything,
2: smart ones, man. Is there anything that you did? Is there some sort of secret sauce to how you got so many loyal defenders sure. and followers?
0: Yeah. One, I'm polarizing, because I know stuff nobody else knows, and I speak the truth. And when you speak truth to power or truth to stupid, it shocks people. So, you know, I've, I've had a, a devoted audience for a really long time. And then I build stuff, which is just awesome. Like, you know, Bitcoin tried to be peer-to-peer cash, failed. Tried to be programmable money, failed. Wasn't even ever supposed to be digital gold, but seems to be doing that okay, thank goodness. As long as you're okay with getting like, you know, a 20% return on your money after waiting six months, the price performance kind of sucks, Uh, you know? So like best, the logo's better, we've got more people tattooing the logo on their bodies. It matters, everything matters. Having a better, you know, Hex is a wildly better brand name than Bitcoin, trash. Compound word, two with two components that are meaningless to anybody and totally played out. The word bit is just played out to death. The word coin now is played out to death. It may not have been then, when it was invented. But you know, he didn't even have the .dot com. I guess I didn't. You know, I guess we didn't have the .dot com when we launched as well. But it's a little bit harder to get a three-letter dictionary than it is to get a compound two words that suck URL. You know, and um, it, it just we did everything right. You know, our Telegram channel, it, there's constantly 70-plus people in the voice chat and Pulse chain, constantly. There's 55,000 people there. There's only 36,000 people in uh, in Hex chat. And Hex, I think Pulse is going to blow people's minds. I really do. I mean, it's got like 50% more people in the chat, but Hex's chat's been around for 10 times as long. It's just, it's going to be crazy. You know, we gave Bitcoiners free money with, uh, with Hex, but we're giving... Everyone that's got any ERC20 or any NFT or any Ethereum free money with Pulse, and they're just a better audience. And there's a lot more of them, and it's just wild, man. It's do like, you see it competing
1: with ETH? Like, do you see it overtaking oh yeah. ETH being like a replacement for ETH?
0: Well, How do you I see, mean, like, I advertise it, <clears throat> I advertise it as something that's maybe you help could do reduce. a little
1: 30 second of what Pulse is because oh, I sure. don't think we actually touched on that yet. We okay. talked about it a few times, but just yeah. high, high level of Pulse,
0: yeah. So You know, Ethereum is awesome compared to Bitcoin because you can actually do programmable money. You can actually do decentralized finance. You can actually do centralized exchange. So we have decentralized exchange. We have stable coins. We have algorithmic stable coins. We have the world's first blockchain time deposit, hex. We've got margin trading, options, stupid meme tokens, stupid NFTs, you name it. It's all on the Ethereum network. Problem with that is Ethereum network now is clogged into death and it costs, huh, let's look it up. Let's look up what the terrible... I did a few
1: DeFi transactions this morning. It costs hundreds of dollars to get money into three or four places. You're spending two, three, $400 by the time you're done with the... a multitude of transactions you need to make. I mean, let alone one Uniswap transaction, $120. And, and gas is low. This is, yeah. It's insane. ETH is yep. I- insanely prohibitive get, to mm-hmm.
0: 95%, 99% of people. Yeah, gas right now is low, and it costs on average $29 to send an ERC-20. It costs I'm on insane. average $90 to do Uniswap swap. It's not what about guy. to do
2: a hex stake contract? Probably. I think staking
0: is quite affordable, um, but end staking costs more because it's based on it has to do a, an addition function every time you have an extra day that you earn interest. So your end stake costs are based on you know how long the stake was, but your start stake costs, they're very affordable. I think, I think that pulse, so pulse chain, what it does is it attempts to reduce the Ethereum fees by removing load from the Ethereum network. So if you have a copy, you know, like if you, if you use Decentraland or something, you can't do anything. You're just literally totally crippled because you can't afford to perform any function whatsoever. You're just screwed. And there are many, many, many projects that are totally and completely paralyzed by the Ethereum fees. They're disgusting. And the only way to reduce them is to add capacity, period. And so by forking the network and putting everyone's coins on a network with higher throughput, less negative externalities, no need to destroy the environment with proof of work, um, we're beating Ethereum 2.0 mar- to market with their own feature set, but with all the coins. <laughs> so like, it's just awesome. Like PulseChain, pulsechain.com, pulse.info, absolutely amazing. What was the limiting factor in how much you could improve the throughput?
2: of Pulse compared to Ethereum?
0: Well, Geth sucks. And all of Ethereum is Geth and it's trash. And Geth will tell you that they're limited by just EVM processing speed. I don't even think that's really true. I think there's other bottlenecks as well. And so what you don't need is another ghost chain that has a ton of capacity and no users. We have tons yeah. of those. Yeah. And so what you need is the right balance of users and throughput. And you don't need more more throughput than you have users. And so you can scale the throughput up with the users. So we copied known good parameters from the BSC network, which is geth-based fork of Ethereum, which didn't come with state. And they have like absolutely massive uh, gas limits per block and they do three second blocks. So I actually don't know what our, I, I think to play it safe because BSC nodes are almost falling over now. Like they're really, you just can't keep them in sync but they're also under very 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 high load you know doing multiple millions of transactions a day you know the max you could do on ethereum is maybe one 1.5 million transactions a day i think bsc is exceeding that currently so you know my my position is like for instance today we just uh made a design decision to drop the freemium so originally you know if you're an eth holder whatever you got for free whatever pulse you got for free would be removed from you 30 days later so that you can't hurt the price if you, you know, you didn't participate, but since they're already being diluted by a million X, so they're getting like oh whatever percent of the total supply, it's just a waste of processing time to have nodes go down for who knows how long. I mean, just so in our test, just to write all the balances for the sacrifice credits, it's like six to 10 hours, depending on the machine. And there's ways that we can, we can get that down, but it's like, Imagine now that instead of having to do it for 60,000 addresses, you have to do it for every Ethereum address. Silly. So the, the sure. idea of reducing complexity, getting to market quicker, and having some pulse in everyone's wallet when they want to try it at some point in the future, instead of just being like, oh, I have my ERC-20s, but I can't do anything with them because I don't have any gas because it got taken away by freemium. It's just a vastly superior design decision to drop the freemium in light of the fact that they're already be d- diluted 1 million X technically a little bit more but you know around $1 so what do X. you see
1: happening you have everything that you have on including your hex on eth being forked over and added mm-hmm. to pulse so you're gonna have yep. two chains with the similar assets can yep. you talk about what you think is going to happen in terms of maybe you could address hex specifically what's going to happen
0: sorry that is sorry? I, I, there's an absolutely beautiful question i think what's it's going to have a very good price interview. um thank you i appreciate so, that hey. From the people that you said were
1: too dumb to understand the project.
0: (laughs) Nah, you're you're smart, come on. You can't be a poker pro and be too dumb. Unless you're Chris Moneymaker, just kidding. So the, uh, I believe, so if if these two prerequisites are there, I predict insanity. And these two prerequisites would be a bridge to the Ethereum network. So if there's a bridge to the Ethereum network, so you can take ERC20s, and bridge them over onto the Pulse network. Like Matic. Like Matic, yes. Okay. Then, and I've got a separate team already building this pancake swap fork, which would allow you to take your bridged in ERC-20s and combine them with the free copies that you got on the Pulse network. You're getting half of the yield farming for free. And then you're backing the value of the stuff that you just got for free with your bridged in ERC-20s that's sick i mean i i think that could be the largest yield farming thing that's ever existed because when have you ever gotten half of this pair for free and it opens up like all the on ramps and off ramps like you need to get in bridge to ethereum you need to get out bridge to ethereum and then i believe that other people will just directly support pulse directly right like you know if you go to right. dharma.io you can send fiat in and get hex on the matic network which is called polygon now or you can get hex on the Ethereum network. You can choose. And so the fiat on-ramps are now smart enough to know, hey, we can't pay a $20 penalty to on-ramp a user to Ethereum. Hey, you bought Ethereum? Okay, it's gonna cost us $20 to send it to you. That sucks. It's absolute trash. So, and it sometimes it's worse. I mean, 20 would be like average. Like sometimes it's 100. Yo, yo, you wanna send, you wanna on-ramp someone to Ethereum? Okay, that'd be $100. Oh, they need to buy through Uniswap? Okay, oh, they be $300. It's untenable. So, but you know, my my point is you could have the large, largest yield farming project <clears throat> and it solves all the fiat on-ramp off-ramp stuff until people integrate directly. And then even, so let's say we live in a world where no one builds out front ends for the pulse chain, mm-hmm. which would be very easy for them to do because they just point to another network. It's the same code, it's Geth, same code, right? So it'd be very easy for them to do, but let's say they didn't want to do that. Well, that's fine because there's going to be your coin with your ticker on our network. And I'm willing to bet that the price on this network moves up and down with the price on the ETH network. And then you're going to have a derivative play on the Pulse network with lower right. fees, higher transaction throughput, the same code. Hey, you like Uniswap? Great, the exact same Uniswap codes right here. I, I just think it's going to be insane. Like, like, oh, you want to make money on LINK? well, do you want to pay like $100 to, to, to try and make money on link? Or do you want to pay like 20 cents to make money on link? Because we got the link ticker right here.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you think a lot of the Hex movement is going to move over to Pulse and all, as well as a lot of the ETH movement I, just because it's so much more efficient.
0: It's, I mean, man, when you look at your first like $500 end stake fee and you're like, where's my $500 going mm-hmm. to go pay for electricity pollution? This sucks, right? I, I think a lot of people... In the ethereum ecosystem hexagons and not will prefer to transact on pulse chain uh because the tokens are there they're free you change one setting of metamask there's your tokens every every token you love there you go right here it's beautiful man it's really beautiful and we're gonna get to market a lot quicker now that you know we we got rid of that one actual pretty hard to do thing like hey let's rewrite everyone's balances (laughs) yeah that's really hard actually (laughs) so glad we don't have to do that now yeah, congratulations. I'm
2: excited to see the play out. Go ahead, Harrison. One question I have about the fork. You're you're copying over existing projects, like say a project like Synthetics, which maybe they can't get enough throughput on Ethereum. They want to use your your network instead. Mm-hmm. When they copy over everything, they need to build be... the front
0: end. Like if if the synthetics guys want their users to be able to use the pulse chain network, someone has to. I mean, if it's an open source front end, it's quite easy. Like somewhere from the community just made a uniswap uh, front end for the pulse chain test net and it works and that's it because it's very easy to do because the uniswap front end is open source so for projects that have open source front ends it's very easy to just point them at the pulse chain ips instead of the Infura ethereum ips it's very and easy.
1: how are we sure those are secure that well, are it's the, be same, code. Up? It's same, the code. same code it's the same code
0: it's like, it's, it's the same. Because it's code.
1: open source, so, right, okay. It's, it's so my,
0: almost entirely open source, yeah.
2: My concern is that like the assets that are on synthetics on Ethereum are the actual real assets, but when they fork over, they're gonna oh, be a these bunch be of fake assets.
0: Well, it, it, it's the same code, but yes, the, they're not the same values. So, okay, what's a, what's a tether worth on Ethereum? Well, usually around a dollar, I guess. But what's it really backed by? Well, we know that it was fractionally reserved massively and still held its peg. So we know that stable coins can be fractionally reserved and hold their pegs. Okay. Well what if you have a, a stable coin on pulse, let's say tether. It's backed by nothing. It's not redeemable for anything. But will it go to zero? I bet it won't go to zero. I bet it'll have some value. I don't know what the value is. <laughs> I, I don't know. Now look, those guys have admin keys. They could go and validate everything. But maybe the users sue the living crap out of them for taking their money know oh, it's gonna be real exciting <laughs> it's gonna be real amazing so i agree that it will have value because
2: people like to show off money and it's fake money but they'll have some value in showing off hey i've got you know 100 million tether well, worth the, my the thing
0: is you can't with with uniswap you literally can't actually trade something to zero it's physically impossible right so anything that has liquidity on uniswap literally cannot trade at zero it's Impossible, so it is going to have some value, and I and what you know with this yield farming thing, if that coexists at the same time the bridges do at launch, you know you're just like the sky's the limit, because think about how many hundreds of millions of dollars go into every stupid, dumb new yield farming thing. every <clears throat> dumb new yield farming thing gets like a couple hundred mil from plebs like Justin Sun, cetera. <laughs> like 3 hours capital and Justin Sun and some other tards will just ape into whatever. And you're like, "All right. Good. I hope you don't get rug pulled." And you're it's <laughs> you f- just like, "Hey, I can make uh, 20% on my stack, but you might lose your whole stack. Like, maybe don't do that on this unaudited code." So dumb.
2: Are you guys planning to prune any of the Ethereum history in the merge over to pulse?
0: Sadly not so it's just abusively retardedly gigantic files that we're having to deal with around 9 terabytes in size and it really sucks so you know we made the design decision to bring over everything and there's everything there but if you're trying to you know boot up a new node sucks to be you you'll be waiting a long time but that's how it is
2: so one of my main concerns about pulse is you know you've been you've been berating um Matic for having admin keys where they, where technically they can steal all your money. Oh yeah. I think,
0: I think we're going to be screwed on that as well. So I had, I had made the assumption that the same logic that allows atomic swaps to transmit value trustlessly between two networks would obviously function for bridges. But then when you get down to the nets and bolts of it, for some reason, it doesn't, I still am not exactly clear or sure why it doesn't. But the same atomic swap technology that allows you to do trustless transactions across chains doesn't work for bridges now we might be able to figure it out and find a way to uh to do it in a trustless manner but it ain't worth delaying getting to market people are losing millions and millions and millions of dollars and polluting millions and millions of dollars extra more than needed uh, so it's, it's more important that we get to market quicker than that we solve that issue and Wait, people, can you clarify
2: what the issue is exactly?
0: I am unaware of any in-production trustless admin key free bridge. I am unaware of any in the entire world. Oh, God. It's not something you can copy-paste, it's not something that exists. Everything boils down to some type of federation or admin key. So, so you're I gonna it, s- it sucks, but it's just where we're at. So you're saying you're going to suffer from the same vulnerability that yep. Matic has? I believe so at the beginning, yes as far as bridges okay. are concerned. But look, who who has that risk? People that use the bridge. Do you have to use the bridge? No. You can dump your E asset for your pulse asset and you have no bridge risk whatsoever. So if you don't like bridge risk, then don't bridge mm-hmm. stuff in and you don't have to worry about it. Okay. No. So
2: my other question is, um, if so there was, there was a, a swooping in at the last minute of the pulse raise mm-hmm. where basically uh, somebody took about 90% of the, of the supply, Um, some entities or entity Mm
0: -hmm. decided
2: to swoop in and do that. So my question is, does them holding that many tokens on a proof of stake network represent a centralization risk? And
0: if- If if they want to blow their brains out and run all the nodes themselves and outbid everyone else out of running a node and make that tiny little bit of extra yield by running all the nodes, but introduce centralization risk, why would they do that? BSC didn't do that. Go look at the BSC nodes; they're decentralized. You don't think CZ could just go in there and be like, "Hey, actually, I'm going to run all the nodes." He could, but why? It'd be worse for the network. So, so you it's, think B S?
2: You think he owns more than half the network?
0: No, I'm telling tokens? you, he doesn't. Half the I've, tokens. I mean. Oh, uh, from what I've heard about the uh, the B S uh, the, the BNB ownership percentage breakdown, it's very, 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 very highly centralized. Extremely, massively, highly centralized is what I hear. And once again, you can go on Etherscan and see that the top one hundred addresses hold ninety-five percent or ninety-four percent. So what I'm saying is that your your question is of the form, hey, if someone wanted to hurt their thing, could they hurt their thing? Yes, Elon Musk could decide to just make dildos instead of cars. He could do that.
2: Well speaking of that, Elon actually just sold some shares, right? He sold he sold five billion worth and he dumped the stock. So You know, he did that because he had some obligations he needed to take care of. So whoever this holders are holding 90% of the tokens, they they might have some priorities they need to take care of, too, at some point, other than...
0: How's Tesla stock doing? I mean, your argument right there was that, like, Tesla sucks, so fucking doom Tesla. How's Tesla doing? It dropped 20%, which put it back to, like, you know, three or four weeks earlier price. Let's go. Let's go see how Tesla's doing. See, anytime... So your brain still wants to say centralized ownership bad. You're stuck in that mode. But then when you look at the real world, centralized ownership good every single time. Well hold on, let me make
2: a distinction. Let me make a distinction. Elon doesn't own 90% or 80%. He owns something like 10 or 20%, right? Yeah. That's a big difference between 80 and and 20.
0: So what what could, so who do you think has more power? The people that own more shares than Elon or Elon? Who do you think could do more to fuck that company up? In terms of selling the the people other than Elon? No, Elon. You don't get it because you have, okay. Shares are a scam. If you own 10% of the shares of your local Burger King, can you add an item to the menu? No. Can you change the hours? No. Can you reach into the till and grab a 20? No. You can't do anything. You, can, you, you suck. You're useless. Share ownership is trash. It doesn't mean anything. Directorship, being on the board of directors of the company, being able to hire and fire decision makers that have the ability to write checks from the corporate check account, that has power. Elon has power over Tesla and he has it because he's the CEO. He doesn't have it because he's a shareholder. His 20% shares ain't worth crap. Can't do anything with them. Can't even elect a new board member. Like you need 51% control to do a lot of stuff. So this is like, so first, any question of the form, why don't you just shoot your thing in the head is a stupid question, right? And that that, that is what most of these questions end up being. Like why don't miners just uh, 51% attack the network all the time? Well, because their mining equipment become worth nothing. Why don't proof-of-stake guys just, uh, you know, abuse their validator status and 51% attack all the time or not let anyone mine any blocks because then it would make their stake worth nothing. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like in Winsla- this case,
2: Elon, <coughs> Elon didn't, he doesn't have any ill will towards Tesla, but he needed to sell some because he has other priorities in life. So sure. couldn't that apply to whoever owns a bunch of Hex Yes. a bunch of Poles?
0: That's right. Yes, if you owned a lot of Hex, you could dump the price. And we see people do it all the time. We see the Hex price get dumped to shit 70%, 80%, at least like 10 times so far. Price gets murdered, yeah, rather often. You don't need to own 90% to murder the Hex price. You could own far less to murder it.
2: So do you think mainstream crypto <laughs> and then, investors- And then
0: how did that work out? It went up a million percent. So like, <laughs> Do you
2: think main, mainstream like institutional crypto investors will ever be okay with one person owning 80% or one entity owning 80% of a token of an of a
0: investment know. that they're making? When was the best time to buy Bitcoin? When Satoshi owned 100%. So it depends on how smart they are. And what is exactly you, your argument? by the way that we're what is exactly, viral
1: and that yes. get this gets more decentralized over time as the market cap well, grows well, and then the origin let's address look that.
0: let's look at percentage that. Percentage
1: decreases who's over time. Who is getting
0: diluted right the now? Who's getting diluted? The
1: non the non-stakers. Ah, origin so we'll address. Yeah.
0: And yeah, and who's reaping the yield and the reward from that? The retail the stakers. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I think
2: that was a clever move on whoever owns the majority of the supply because Yeah, that that was
1: that was very game theory optimal there um tesla's
0: play. what do you think tesla costs right now by the way a thousand <sighs> eleven forty yeah eleven hundred. Eleven forty. yeah oh wow and its top was uh thirteen hundred not even like, like there's barely a dip here <laughs> like yeah so
1: get- i mean to me one of the, the the really genius parts of the design was that the origin address didn't stake to give higher apy to everyone else which gives them more incentive and then dilutes their share but then there's more incentive for people to adopt because they're earning a much higher apy like let's say 8x 9x higher apy because or whatever 7x higher because a large part of the tokens aren't staked yep. so that's um that's a very smart part bro, of the design i have, bro to, I have Tesla. to give it to you
0: okay listen to this i appreciate the compliments yeah. tesla's top 1243 today Eleven forty, as we speak, Tesla's down eight percent from its all-time high. (laughs) How's Bitcoin doing? (laughs) Let's go look at Bitcoin real quick. Let's see how Bitcoin's doing versus its all-time high. Let me get a little little measurement here. But the Bitcoin Bitcoin's down fourteen percent. Well, yeah, that's true. The anonymous Bitcoin founder never sold any. Yeah, apparently, seems to have worked out okay for Bitcoin
1: that is pretty OG. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think he's
1: dead, but, you know. Uh, yeah, it almost seems increase. By my calculations, by my calculations though,
2: about 12 years post hex launch, the, the 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 origin address will own about 56% of the supply, whereas right now Satoshi owns much less than that, somewhere in the ra- less less than 10% of the supply. Okay.
0: Let's play a game theory game. You ready? Satoshi comes back from the dead inflates magically by some code bug actually not magically there's been two inflation bugs in bitcoin that would allow anyone to mint as many free bitcoin as they wanted so we'll just call it the third inflation bug for bitcoin uh satoshi comes back from the dead executes bitcoin's third inflation bug mints an extra 9x supply and then locks it so it can never be spent now what i'm, I'm confused how he would come back and, and change the code sorry Well, it's just a bug. Bitcoin's had two other inflation bugs that allowed anyone to mint as many free Bitcoin as they wanted. So he just comes back and finds a third one. You didn't know Bitcoin had those two problems? I knew through you, actually. So So he just finds a third one. He finds a third one. The point of this exercise isn't to just make fun of Bitcoin, which is fun. It's to show you that a bunch of extra market, a bunch of extra supply that doesn't reach the market doesn't do anything. Doesn't do anything. The only thing price sees is the market supply. So if you inflate the living crap out of something supply, but that supply never reaches the market, does it really exist? It's like yeah, that's supply. that's a fair point. My so whole
2: counter argument is that people keep saying, if you act in your best interest, that's good for the project. That's true. But sometimes their interests change, like mm-hmm. Elon might have an interest to go to Mars in the next five years sure. and he needs to sell his Tesla stock yeah. to do so.
0: Yeah. And, and then, the origin
2: address holder might okay. decide, I want to invest in then, hold on. longevity research.
0: So what do you, so we saw Elon dump his shares and now the stock's down 8% and rising. So l- let's say Elon gave his shares to Jeff Bezos. Does the world end? Does Tesla still make cars? Why do you care so much who owns the shares? So, so it's like if, if someone divests of their shares and someone else then buys them and there's some volatility but then the volatility goes away, you're like, okay, now now someone else owns them. So this this idea, like I can, I can list you coins where founders didn't sell any and I can list you coins where the founders sold the living crap out of it and the price performance was still amazing. Because I mean, you'd have
2: to admit though, if Elon owned ninety percent of the supply and he planned on dumping that over the next five years, that would be a huge headwind for the for the investor for the investors right now, correct?
0: You don't know, you don't know, because it's just the ratio of how many people are selling and how many people are buying. If if there was so much demand for what was going on, he could divest of his entire position and the price could keep going up. See, you you're playing this fan fiction theory parade of imaginary horribles where you're coming up with examples that have no root in reality and not a single example you can ever mention in your entire fucking life. So let's play this game. Name me the founder of a of a, a a cryptocurrency that had product market fit that had 100,000 users that decided to shoot his project in the head. Just name me one instance of that across the thousands of tokens. I'll wait. I'll say Dan Larimer maybe? No. I don't think Dan Larimer ever personally murdered the price of enemies' tokens. EOS still runs... I mean, shit, I wouldn't be surprised if even, let's go look up BitShares price. Here we go. <clears throat> hey, it's up 4% today. Well, let's take a look. So BitShares launches in uh, 2015 at uh, 25 cents. Today, it's uh, 50 cents. You got it too, actually. You did better than gold. <laughs> There's BitShares. You wanna look up gold any is- of his other projects? You want look at BS?
1: Let's look up BS. Gold's painful.
0: Yeah, I like when people like shill gold and I'm like, yeah, it's down uh, 4% over the last 10 years and it's up 100% from 40 years ago. Kill yourself, read the chart. I posted that chart today. Like it's, it couldn't be more obvious. I should have tagged Peter Schiff. All right, Peter, EOS. Peter, Peter Schiff's going down with the ship. Yeah, what do EOS you launched about? at 270 and today it's uh, 430 over 2018 to 2021. Also a Dan Larimer project. So like, I, I don't so see So another the project here.
1: that seems similar to HEX is WISE, although... They sli- <laughs> I'm curious. I'm not comparing ah, you. I'm, not comparing, I'm curious to know what you think is distinct and why large, WISE has largely failed to get traction.
0: You, um, you literally can't afford to perform any functions because it's not gas optimized. So it costs you like a trillion dollars to do anything. Okay. And let me let me go look up their price performance real quick, which is a no. Real it is a laugh. it is
1: abysmal. That that price performance of Wise to ETH is is
0: quite amusing, except for the people that own Wise. But um, yeah, they're just doomed. Like so, right. this dumbass thought like I run into people that think they're smarter than me, and then reality shows them they're not. So in the case of this particular piece of trash token, which has the worst chart I have ever seen in my entire life yeah it's it's quite amusing let me let me measure this versus eth it's down 90 no 80 82 percent and literally on the weekly chart has only made red candles for the <laughs> last one two three four five six seven i mean this is like a year there's like a year of candles here they're just all yeah red. the the,
1: the Every... wise to ETH chart is is, is pretty amusing
0: yeah it's going to be that way forever it's not going to stop
1: doing that so
0: so, what, what,
1: so someone on the offset looking at WISE, it's backed by ETH in a liquidity pool. They, they might think that that has more value if they were looking at that and saying, well, at least this token is backed by something that has like value, which is ETH. What, what, what do you think is the distinction there?
0: Hey, bro, here, let me, let me give you this. Uh, you put your ETH into someone else's pocket and he goes, hey, here's a fake coin and I'm gonna back this coin by your ETH minus my constant inflation, where I just keep minting this other token and I sell into that same ETH that you try and sell into. And then you and the founder are both selling into the same pool of ETH getting annihilated. And so you're just losing your ETH value slower over time because what you thought was gonna be successful in honor new users instead didn't. And now you just have a time gate on how long it takes you to get your money back out with a tax from the inflation. That's it. Pretty good description of why yeah. So far. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So you thought you were going to get the next tax, and instead you got screwed in your booty hole because you decided to join Team Loser instead of Tony Richard. It's real easy. <laughs> like everyone that got scammed by that, I'm happy you all got scammed for being traders. Sorry. You didn't need to get scammed. You could have got the real one, but you bought the fake one. And it ain't the last time it happened. Somebody bought some yep. other fake token that just got rug pulled. Like people not they, trying to knock off Hex and then getting rug pulled and it going to zero is a laugh. Because that was one of my questions about once. the
1: competitors of people trying to like, you know, improve on the design. Oh, no. I was they curious if wrecked. you thought there was, yeah, okay. Every That's single right. one you, of them. I
0: know two that have gone to zero for being rug pulled and I just, they're just all trash. Every single are time. Are you the
2: secret ingredient though, to Hex's no. success, is it really no. you?
0: Bro, who's got a better logo? Literally, is Facebook's logo better than Hex's logo? Is Google's logo better than Hex's logo? Is Apple's logo better than Hex's logo? Apple? What, do they sell fruit? Do they sell vegetables? What are they selling over there? No. Hex's logo is well, presu- the best.
1: Presumably, it's the... It's the no, I it's mean, everything. I you we have the best logo, marketing. the best
0: price performance, the best founder, the best community, the, the most engaged community. Oh, let me give you this one. What do you think the average stake length is in Hex? I've learned from you it's about four years, but Five I would not have guessed years now. years. It used to be 4.8 a year ago. Now it's 5.8 and it keeps going up. What do you think happens when people lock their money up for 5.8 years? You think you get a lot of defectors? You think you get a lot of traders? You think you get a lot of people trash talking their own bags? No. What you get is the most dedicated, insane, vibrant community that defends to the death hex, which by the way, is at 100% perfect, flawless operation where everything else has gotten wrecked all around it. Ravencoin, 10% inflation bug. Lumens, 10% inflation bug. Monero, oops, if you spent it within two hours, it wasn't actually anonymous. Bitcoin, two inflation bugs. I could go down the list. It's a joke. Hex is every way. Yeah, I want to give you credit for that. Every way.
2: You actually <laughs> spent a lot of time on the audit and you delivered a flawless product that hasn't ever had any bugs or issues in its existence. And no other project that I know of can actually say that. So you really deserve credit for that. Yeah, well done.
0: We put a lot of work into it, and it, you know, it, it was worth it. Because if you don't have security, what do you have? There's nothing more important.
1: Yeah, Especially does, in an
0: immutable smart contract. Yeah.
1: yeah, it does create this really interesting game theory, too, where like, it incentivizes people to lock up their liquidity for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, the, that's the most dedicated vote of conviction, is locking exactly. up liquidity in a project yes. And delaying your time preference for four to five to seven. You know, I know there's the five, 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 five club. There's never
0: been anything like it in the history. bro. to get an average of 5.8, you got to have a lot of really long ones. To get an average of 5.8, you got to have a lot of really long ones. You have to to have 15-year stakes
1: because you have people that are not staked at all. So, of course, that dilutes the average. So, yeah, you have, you know, a lot of people that are staked. I don't think
0: that the unstaked people affect that average. It's just the average people that have staked. So the okay. unstaked amount, even
1: even about. still, you have a lot of people that are doing a year, which is still a huge yep. vote of confidence to lock yep. up money for a year yep. into a crypto project, especially in this market environment. I, I think it's so. Nobel
0: Prize worthy. I, I am unaware of any financial instrument that has ever caused people to delay gratification to such a degree ever. If you buy a house, sure. you can get out. If you buy a bond, you can get out. You lock right. up your hex for fifteen years. You ain't getting your principal out for seven and a half. And, oh, yeah, that's and then definitely.
2: The- that's something I wanted to ask about. You know, There's a lot of HEX holders that have a ton of value in their HEX stakes that mm-hmm. go out many, many years. Have no. you thought about making them somehow able to access that liquidity in the form of right. a loan with, Borrow the, with, against the staked, it. with the staked HEX as a collateral asset?
0: <clears throat> and then people get to discover what liquidation means because there mm-hmm. is price volatility. And then those liquidations turn into what? Market sells. So you want to get leverage, you want to get loans, go encumber some other asset that's not your HEX. That's what I'd prefer. Yeah. So you, you realize there's liquidation risk, which
2: would be catastrophic. So you don't want there to be a way to borrow against. Well, it wouldn't
0: actually. necessarily be catastrophic. It's still a ratio of how many people are on ramping to how many people are off ramping, mm-hmm. but like, you know, and I, and I do see eventually there will be encapsulated stakes and encapsulated stakes will allow you to get the liquidity you want while stir, still earning sick yield. So, you know, that code's already written. I think it's already open sourced. Guy named Firebun wrote it. Um, and I would like to see it deployed on other chains to give those other chains a reason for being. <laughs> hey guys, your chain doesn't suck as much anymore because Hex is here now. So congrats. Um, Wait, yeah, are you describing you're,
2: you're, software that would allow you to borrow against your Hex that's staked?
0: Well, it would make it tradable. So right now, if you have a Hex stake, you can't trade it. But if right. you sh- trade shares in a giant Hex stake, so someone makes a giant Hex stake and then you have shares in it that you can trade, it acts, they're like bonds. So then, you know, it would allow you to encumber and allow to be liquidated and do all those other things. Like you could, you could take your hex bonds and, you know, maybe like there's some interesting game theory, like, you know, if compound or AAVE or AAVA or whatever it is uh, decides to like make their front ends operate on pulse chain,
1: right? there's
0: a chance that they just enable some new assets, which are also on pulse chain, like maybe hex, Maybe pulse and maybe encapsulated, you know, stakes. And then you could get all of that leverage and options and all that other crap you want on your stakes. And then to the to the tier one, to the layer one hex system, you would just see increasing stake lengths because people may open up a fifteen year stake that then they're selling shares in. And then you've got, you know, the counterparty the smart contract risk of the encapsulation. But you also have you know, more flexibility, like you can, you can get out, but to the tier one hex system, it's just going to look like, it's going to look like grayscale. Basically like grayscale is a system where it only buys Bitcoin and never sells it. And then it brings in money that otherwise wouldn't have come in from legacy finance. That's awesome. Well, encapsulated hex stake is quite similar in that it just buys the hex and pretty much never sells it. Cause it's probably going to be a 15 year stake that they're sharing in. And then it's, I believe will be good for price. So.
1: I like that you built a system that encourages people to delay time preference, because that's one of the biggest mistakes people make, is they have this like marshmallow problem where they eat the marshmallow instead of delay. Especially in crypto. That causes, oh, you sold on a 10X, in oops.
0: You sold on a right. 10X, you thought you were <laughs> smart, oops. Oh, you sold on a 100X, you thought you were smart, oops. Hexed it a 10,000X. So, right. so far, and, look, and we're pre-viral, like truly, like no one's ever heard of it. And yeah, you, it's so very hard ask, to buy.
1: Yeah, I was gonna ask, what do you think are the steps in order for Hex to get, let's say, where you would I, describe it to be viral, because I know you've mentioned multiple times it's pre-viral, which is pretty insane yes. given its price performance. Yes. How do yep. you see it getting to virality, and what do you see that looking like?
0: Well, I mean, I'm I'm I did an interview with Zuby and then for us, Ahad- I saw that. Saw me, and then you know, for us, wants to do an interview, so we're going to do one. And then, as more people that have been on Joe Rogan see me, then more other people that have been on Joe Dr- Rogan will see me, and then Joe will see me and I'm fun to talk to, so it's likely we'll have a chat. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and then Lax Friedman wants to have a chat, and then, you know, I'm doing all this fancy crap, like I just randomly buy, like this is a thousand euros, my pants are a thousand euros, I just buy stuff that's just retarded. Hey look, a Louis Vuitton yoga mat. I don't do yoga, but lol, I didn't own it. I got a Louis Vuitton mirror here. What What is this? This wildly overpriced Louis Vuitton mirror. Like where, I'm, where am I gonna go that I need to hang a mirror? doesn't make any sense, right? But I just, I'm like, hey, I don't own that. I've already like, emptied their stores across 10 different countries. So like, if it fits me, I already bought it. I'm just, you know, so I'm, I'm scaling socially. You know, I'm driving the Ferrari around. We got a documentary coming out. I don't know if you've seen the preview. Have you seen the preview? I have.
1: I have. I saw, I follow the guy on Twitter that does it. What do it, you think? I stay up
0: to date. What do you think? What would it look like?
1: It looks impressive. I'm definitely going to
0: watch it. Yeah. And so you know we've got uh, this big gathering coming up. But it's called Hex Seven Three One Gathering com, uh, where you know they're going to be shooting more content for the documentary. I'm going to be there. There's VIP stuff, all this fancy. Where stuff is it? Going go on. ahead and it's go it's ahead and plug. London. It's in London. Okay, on December second. So you know I think I think they might get enough material there to like finish the documentary, which I would love. Um, they kind of want to do pulse launch stuff, but I hate the idea of waiting for software to be finished to do things because software is notoriously very hard to predict timing on because you have unknown unknowns that you just can't reason about until you get closer to them. So these these types of things are what make things go viral. And like, I think the majority of new users to Hex, they don't come from my efforts whatsoever. I mean, I just started doing live streams again. I took like months off because I was got COVID and then, you know, was driving every day, put 6,000 kilometers on the Ferrari within, it took 80 hours to do that. And that was maybe over, I don't remember how many months, two and a half months maybe. Yeah, I
1: saw some of the escapades, that's cool.
0: So are you taking
2: a page out of like Ty Lopez book and then flaunting some wealth to kind of get mainstream interest? Is that what you're doing there? It's
0: it's everybody's page. It's his and everybody else's page. Cause you could, you know, it's rumored that I'm a billionaire. But for some reason, people just don't, they don't buy it. They need to see it. So usually I'll have a few million dollars of watches here. Um, you know, just rotating through all this different stuff. But once again, like my, my personal efforts are really, really, really the minority of on-ramping of new users. The majority of like, you know, people put me on the phone with guys that have hundreds of millions of dollars. I never heard of these people before in my life. And so other hexagons somehow have found pockets of very wealthy people and just on-ramp tons and tons of users on their own. You know, the majority of hex streams aren't mine. The majority of hex on- ramps aren't mine. The majority of hex ads aren't mine. like they're just everybody else's. like everybody's doing all of that work. and you know when you look at the timing of when things tend to kick off, it's mm-hmm. around this number of years. It's existed so many people have become millionaires. the performance has been so perfect with 100% uptime that now is historically when things start to go insane around this timing. So if you look at- You're talking you know, about
1: Bitcoin and Ethereum in their past everything. performance. I mean everything,
0: right. like even scams. It seems like scams tend to kick at like two and a half, two years is when they go like, wow, that's when they take, take off. off. So the timing is there, the performance is there, the branding is there, the messaging is there, the education is there. I mean, I learned things from Mexicans. They're yeah. smart. You're like, okay, I didn't think of it that way. For
1: sure, you're. I mean, <clears throat> you, like you said, you're a polarizing figure, obviously. And I think this is probably the most polarizing <clears throat> project that exists. And I'm, I'm not into every crypto project, and but you know, it, it you is. know, it's
0: funny. You know, it's funny. I designed this to do a 10,000x in two and a half years.
1: Yeah, you called it too. I've seen that interview where you called it before it happened. I was like, what the? F-? That's pretty impressive.
0: And then, like, it happened. Yeah, that's. Where are my apologies? Incredible. Where are my apologies? How many people demonized me and said I was the worst person ever and all these other things and you're just like I
1: I wanted to ask you your thoughts. I like I mean, I try and read people and whatever. I think you seem like a good person. You seem like your heart's in the right place. Um, you know I raised 27 like million
0: for charity, right?
1: I know. I wanted to talk to Nobody you about else since cuz am ai love Aubrey de Grey. I love no. Aubrey de Grey. I've read his book. I love no. the whole thing. I wanted to get into that at the end. You seem like your heart's in the right place. You're doing the right thing. Why why did why the constant like skepticism, like what is it that
0: people don't get? Well, they what do like you say to truth. those people? Like, they what is it like that the they truth. don't get? I said this is designed to appreciate in value. Scam! You are like, okay, which cryptos aren't designed to appreciate in value? Okay, stable coins and what else? Okay, everything is designed to appreciate in value. That's why there is the happening. Okay, so why am I being yelled at by you, dum dums? I am the one telling the truth, the obvious truth that everyone obviously knows. Why am I being yelled at? You know, uh, I just and and, I, and by the way. People hate Vitalik. They still hate him to death. They think he's like the master scammer or something. These Bitcoiners just absolutely. Yeah, the hate maxi, Vitalik. the Bitcoin maxi
1: like, community is ruthless. What did Vitalik do? Like he you know, on ramped
0: millions of users. He writes open source software. He solved basically uh, on chain exchange, which is massive. Like, you're just like, what, what do you, what more do you want from the guy? You know, I mean, he barely even eats food. <laughs> he has minimal. <laughs> Minimal environmental impact. He also <laughs> donated a few million dollars for the Sense Foundation. So he's out there trying to save people's lives. And you're just like, What's wrong with these people? You know? He put his money where his mouth is and tried to save people's lives. I put my effort and raised twenty seven million to save people's lives. And then anyone that's not, shut up. And by the way, there's some guys that have like, oh, let's cure aging and you know, they have this in their bio like Balaji and some guy named like QW Q I O or something. Screw you guys. When I was raising $27 for SENS, you guys didn't say a single damn thing. Nothing. But you have, you're going to save, you're going to cure aging in your bio. Show me the donations. Why didn't you link? Why didn't you say anything? When we had that fundraiser going. Scumbags. So if you're in the longevity community and you didn't say anything about the Pulse challenge launch, you are a scumbag. Because who knows how many people that want to support medical research would have donated because they got something free in return. Screw all you guys, and when I see you in person, and I will, I'm gonna call you out to your face about it. It's disgusting. I'm here trying to save your life, and you can't drop a link? Scumbags.
1: Yeah, and, they, and the guy that, the guy out, that
0: right? runs Longevity Market Cap too. Screw you too, buddy. <clears throat> Let me like know when you raise some say. millions for cents.
1: I'm a big fan of longevity research. I've listened to what you said, but I also read Aubrey de Grey. Like, Solving these problems of curing diseases only extends life by three, four years. You're going to die anyway of something else. The real solution is extending life and curing aging, which is like a first principle approach to solving disease. Uh, 100%. Kudos for what you're doing. Hundred percent. Especially one one thing I tweeted the other day too. I'm like, if you're a, if you're a billionaire, like you you can buy everything except your time. So like, why would you not exactly. spend a large portion of your money exactly. buying back the only commodity in the world that you can't get more of? Like yeah, all of your money should be exactly. curing aging because yes. you're going to fucking
0: die. Yes. And then everyone tweets. They're like, the most important thing is time. Elon tweets it. Founder yeah. of Compound. He's just sure like, guys, hey, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, wake up. <laughs> I've got this figured out. So, like, t- I volunteered for SENS back in 2000 like five or six. I've been, Good, yeah. you know, like, we have the ability to make progress. Let us deploy right. the capital to do it. It doesn't have to be a charity. You can still get rich. You can still start ups in the space. You can still do synthetic biology stuff. You can still get rich as heck doing it let's put our money where our mouth is and save our own fricking lives. And if it doesn't yeah. work out for us, it'll work out for our kids.
1: Exactly, I totally agree. I mean, it's like, like you said, if you have, if you don't, we have a billion dollars, like what, what is it uh, you're gonna do with it and stuff, except try and extend life, yours yeah. or everyone else's that you care about, right? Your kids, your grandkids. Um, yeah, so kudos for that. I think um, that's a really cool project and- uh, So,
0: so let, me, let me give you the, let me brag a little bit. Called the 2018 top on the day.
1: Wait, Wait i got to twenty twenty one you Richard. Top.
0: Go ahead.
2: I was watching you in 2017 yeah. in December, and yeah. you were bullish around the top.
0: Yes, that's right, and it went so up. So how do you say and you it wa-
2: called the top there?
0: Because you're bullish until the top, and then on the top, you get bearish. So yes, right around the top, I was bullish. And then when the top hit, I put a picture of a guy crying, didn't get any likes, said that the the, the premiums were too high in the futures, said that the funding was too high on the perps, did everything I could to show, hey, this is a top, and I was right. And in 2020, are you gonna doubt my 21, well, first of all, you don't need to doubt or question any of this at all, because my facts, if you go to richardhart.com and click the Twitter links that are timestamped, my facts that are timestamped beat your memory.
2: So when did you actually turn bearish, though? Let's
0: go. Let's go look it up. Richardhart.com, here we go. (laughs) Let's go look up these dates. Because I, I hate when I call the top and people tell me I was bullish and got wrecked. You're like, what? No, I know when my all-time high net worth was and it it, it surely went up after <laughs> the top, so. To be fair, you <clears> did <throat> call Bitcoin to 10K during this cycle. Do you do you still, are you still on that wavelength? Well, now it's think- 11K because an 85% drop from 69 is 1K higher than an 85% drop from 65. So now my bottom so call st- would be 11K. You're still, still bearish. It. Yeah.
2: You're still bearish, okay,
0: yes. cool. Why do you not?
2: not take into account all the, the the on-chain stuff with the long-term holders like locking up tons of supply and not yeah, selling? When,
0: when didn't we have that? We've always had that during all the other 85% drops too. That's never gone away. That, that's always been there. That doesn't matter. These are reflexive systems. People buy because they go up. They sell because they go down. It went down more than 50%. It fell out of the parabola. When things fall out of parabolas, they drop 85%. If it wants to do something different and not do the 85% drop, fine. But what am I going to miss out on? a a little 20% gain like like what baby crap garbage gains does Bitcoin have to offer that I even care about the only reason I talk about it is because people care but like the actual price performance would be 100% abysmal no matter what how'd that taproot improvement go oh only down price only went down from then oh okay
2: yeah I guess they got too overhyped but typically whales distribute during the bull market phase and then um eventually it peaks, but whales haven't started to, to distribute in, in a large yeah, part yet. So that's why bro,
0: people are like, just, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you get an emergent whale from 10,000 plebs selling or like a real well selling. Like, I don't, I don't think that distinction matters. Where would you like me? You want me to put this in the zoom chat here? Let me put this in the zoom chat for you. Sure. Mm, chat. Here you go. There's me calling the top in the 20. Oh, well. I guess these are pictures, so if the d- tweets get deleted, let's look here. <clears throat> Should have included the actual link, too. So this would be December 19th of 2017. And let's go look at the price on December 19th of 2017. Oh, by the way, here's my other top call for 2021, which was I actually think I coincidentally
1: accurate. sold on that day. I remember, Harrison, I talked to you about this. I actually think I sold around the 18th, the 17th, or the 19th. I think I was right there, too. I didn't time the buyback in as well on coming down on the bottom, but I. Um, I
0: mean, the bottom was weird, like a bump and run bottom, God, no capitulation candle is weird, right? I hope you're. By the that, that way, I called 60K. Sent, huh?
2: Was, that link that you sent was from 2021. What, what yeah, yeah, you, but
0: you got to look at the pictures. See, my thing is like, if my account gets deleted or the tweet gets deleted, I want the record to still be there. So I took screenshots of the tweet. So if you're doubting the authenticity of the screenshot, I'll just search the text.
2: So you got bearish after the top is what you're saying, right? Slightly after the top. I,
0: I literally highlighted the point on the chart in the first picture where the tweet occurred. Okay. okay so yeah. I guess
2: we just don't the have top. the tweet record is what you're saying though.
0: It's well, no, there. I'll just Google. I do not like the long short ratio. So Twitter, oh, okay. I do not like the long short okay. ratio from Colin Richard Hart. When
2: I just wanted to here clarify that
0: here, here's oh. the original.
2: Before we hit 20k, you thought we were going higher, It's 40k no, or something along those no,
0: lines. No, no, my fans, no one liked me being bearish, so I trolled and was like, "Oh, Bitcoin 25k or 50k or something." I was trolling. I did oh, th- 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 my yeah. So what are you, you going to take more seriously? What I say on live stream and what I chart charts of and what I predict, or my my username that I changed for like a day to troll everybody? Like,
2: I man. thought you genuinely believed it was going to 50, 40, or 50K, but no. that was just my perception watching Yeah, but you look at
0: then. the tweet. Look at the tweet, bro. I, yeah, I wasn't to understand. following I Twitter
2: the back then, so oh. I <laughs> missed that, unfortunately. <laughs> bro,
0: bro. <laughs> like this Don't fucking tweet the, still only has, bro, let I me tell brought. you, I this tweet drop st- I claimed, still so. <laughs> only has 54 likes. I called the top in 2017. It still only has wow. 54 likes. That's crazy. You you couldn't get it more right. And then look at my call in uh, 2021. I called out on the day. I'm like, hey, Coinbase launch, same as CME launch, top. Yeah, you get drew full the credit re- for
2: that, hundred percent.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it dropped 55 percent from there. So like, okay, so I'm. Just, uh, this was me trying to brag. So the you top don't think in we have more coming
1: in this bull cycle, bro? With institutional money. And- hey,
0: oh, inst- when it, when, it, when it, you got the world's richest guy to buy? You got an Israeli pension fund to buy. You got uh, the Shark Tank guys to buy. The, the Jimmy Fallon has a picture of a monkey. as his profile picture. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. The NFTs some, are. Yeah. Some popular singer has the same stupid monkey picture, or similar. What do you? What more do you want to have it overheated? All the the fees are fifty dollars to send anything. What thing could I add to this to show you that it's too overheated? What, what I guess can I, add? I just usually see What's like
1: left? parabolic uprise. I would expect like we saw we in twenty.
0: We had that. Yeah. You went from 88 to 5,000 on Ethereum. You went from 3,800 to 69,000 in Bitcoin. Is that not parabola enough for you? It was like a year and a half to do that. Yeah. We did a 50X in Ethereum in a year and a half, and you did like, uh, what, like a 10X or 15X in Bitcoin? How shitty is that, by the way? You get like a 50X in Ethereum, you get like a 15X in Bitcoin. i wanted to talk to
2: you about um why do you think hex is is the reason that hex is able to go up so quickly because there's so little liquidity is that the main reason
0: yeah yes
2: so then my question is like how can billionaires get into hex in a big way if there's so much slippage do they have to go otc and where would they ever do that limit
0: orders limit orders yeah you just hope the market comes to you
2: so then my follow-up to that is like is is this is that is, is the reason hex is so well per, or so per, performing so well because of the liquidity, and is therefore its success ultimately going to be its Achilles heel because there will be so much more liquidity, then it can't go up as much in price, correct? Just like Bitcoin, like its success what? ultimately leads to worse price performance. The higher it yes, goes, that's how that works. Worse, okay. Yeah. So, like, once hex overtakes Bitcoin, if that ever happens, um, eventually it could get into trillions of market cap. And at that point, there's so much
0: liquidity that it stops being able to perform as well, right? Well, I don't think trillions of market cap would be enough to do that. Hex will be the project that shows you how stupid market cap is. You'll be like, oh, market cap is really stupid. It's a dumb idea.
1: I've had some very smart friends tell me something similar where they're like, they got caught in the market cap trap of saying, Mm -hmm. well, this project's already 3 billion. The fully diluted is this billion. Therefore, I'm out and they right. have rescinded their idea about that. Yeah,
0: it's very stupid. I mean, okay, fully diluted. Yeah, when does that happen? Oh, is that anywhere near your investment horizon? Okay, well, then it doesn't matter. It's just like I said, oh, Satoshi comes along and 10x the supply and locks it To w- and what changes in the world. So, a bunch of extra supply that never hits market during the part where you care totally doesn't mean anything. And by the way, let's talk about Elon. Let's say you got into Tesla at a dollar, got out at a thousand. And now Elon sells. What do you give a shit? His time preference was longer than yours. And now you got out before him. And so what do you care what he does? You just care that you got in and you got out. So if you have somebody that has a big bag and their time preference is longer than yours, it's irrelevant. It doesn't have any effect on you whatsoever. So the, uh, you know, the issue with market cap is you cannot make money on it. You can't place bids in the market cap chart. You can't place asks on the market cap chart. The market cap chart will not fill your orders. It's meaningless, it's stupid. So, you know, like I, I don't care how much reduction and scammery and crap that you do to hacks to, to reduce its market cap, is like, I, I the price just keeps tending to go up and that market cap's just gonna keep tending to go up. So, you know, oh, let's let's remove origin coins even though they move around sometimes or technically coins that had once been in the origin fine okay market cap gets cut in half which was what coin paprika did and then you go look now i
2: mean your point is if the coins are liquid, having them there doesn't really matter the effect is right not
0: it right. Just, I get it that. just yeah it would just affect market cap on sites that counted it as circulating like they do for satoshi Satoshi's coins which have never moved are counted as circulating, why? Because most things in crypto are a god darn scam. That's why. They're obviously not circulating. They have not ever moved. Why are they be counted as circulating supply? Disgusting. Yeah, so like they, cut, they, only, they like, only count ha- half of Hex's supply and yet it's still number so, five market cap, so.
1: Yeah, so why isn't it listed as higher on Coin Cap?
0: Because they're scumbags and they got sued for it and that's in progress. So, I
1: saw that lawsuit on Twitter. Um, yeah,
0: they are scumbags. So you're, your Hex is, is that not the be... only project that is being treated unfairly by that website. There are lots of other projects which belonged on page one and two that are instead on page three. Hex is not the only one. They're just scumbags. Mm-hmm. No, I can't be. I
2: calculated fair. that um, Hex is going up around like, forty to fifty times in appreciation more than Bitcoin or Ethereum per dollar invested. And I think a large part of that is like the low liquidity. And I think that kind of speaks to Alex's point as to why WISE hasn't done so well, there's hundred million plus liquidity there and they can't ever get anything going because of that amount of liquidity. So I guess my concern was long-term, if you become so successful that there actually is liquidity, you're
0: on all these exchanges. Well, you yeah, have to understand liquidity with, with limit orders and Uniswap V3, it's not all symmetrical liquidity back in like it was back in the V2 days. So, you know, it, you can add just single side of liquidity on your sub V3. It's not, there's, it's not like V2 where you have to add it to both sides and, and limit orders are the same way. You know, you can set your limit orders as just bids or just asks or both or however you like, you can do that at one inch or matcha X, Y, Z. So, you know, it, it's really like, I know this is going to sound basic to you, but you've forgotten it supply and demand. You want more demand. You want less supply. It's that easy. So take, take Bitcoin, Bitcoin's original sales pitch, peer-to-peer digital cash, failed entirely. Oops, let's change it, programmable money. Failed entirely. Try and program it to wake you up in the morning. You can't. Oops, it's trash. Okay, so then uh, what's next? Oh, digital gold. They keep rotating through sales pitches. Same with Ethereum. Ethereum was unstoppable world computer. Then it was DAOs. Then it was, oh, now we're money. And now it's what, NFTs? Well, they keep changing that sales pitch a lot. Hex's sales pitch never changes. You delay gratification, you get rewarded with the same stuff that you locked up. You get more of it. You lock it up, you get more later, you delay gratification. Sales pitch never changes.
1: That is true. It's very consistent. Does, yeah. does, Hex, does Hex overtake BTC?
0: Uh, what metric? Um, I mean, it, I, look, they've got a lot of capital more capital invested in Hex. They've got a lot more users. They've got billionaires, more billionaires buying. I'm not sure if we... I know we've got 100 millionaires in, but I'm, I'm not sure if we have billionaires in Hex. Um, you know, but that's where the opportunity is. Like right. all these things that I'm quoting you that Bitcoin has better, that's why there's so much opportunity. Like if Hex had as many users as Bitcoin, there'd be less opportunity. If we had as much liquidity, it'd be less opportunity. So, you know, all the, all the things that we look at that could be better, that's the reason why the price performance, I believe, can be in so insane. Like for instance, CoinMarketCap gatekeeping the third page because they're just retards. Great, good. That's more opportunity for people to get in today because maybe one day that gate falls. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe Pulse Chain causes a lot of these gates to open up. We'll see. Someone's chat says, what's the easiest way to buy Hex? I don't know that there's an easy way. (laughs) You can go to dharma.io. There's a referral link if you want to go to like t.me slash Hexnews. Uh, You can go to hexagon.store. Or really, you can just buy any other crypto and like swap it around until you...
1: Yeah, that's probably the... right. No, well, you go how does it get easier buy to buy hex stake. over time do you see it becoming easier well, right, to buy to help, well, right to help now,
0: onboard more people I mean you could do a uh, <clears throat> I'm working on starting exchanges but it's slow going it's very slow going
1: I can imagine um,
0: yeah. I wouldn't be surprised I mean I've seen exchanges add absolute trash to their lineups seen Coinbase add absolute trash. I've seen other websites add absolute trash. So there's always that chance that they decide to add something good with 100% flawless, perfect operation for years, like Hex. That's always in the lottery. But, but I mean, in, in the end, really, if you can get Ethereum, you can get Hex. It's that easy. So you get MetaMask, you buy Ethereum somewhere, you go to oneinch.io or matcha.xyz, you swap your Ethereum for Hex, you're done. That's it. You know, if you've got Bitcoin, you can use bridges to swap your Bitcoin into Ethereum, like uh, runproject.io.
1: There is a little bit of technical (laughs) understanding, though, to use
0: Uniswap or something like that. Yeah, look, it'd be ideal. It requires a little bit. Sure. Look, right now you can buy Hex on Matic and on the Ethereum network through dharma.io. D-H-A-R-M-A.io. And that's, you know, one of the easier ways to do it. I also uh, am aware of a credit card integration coming up with the largest uh, crypto credit card processor. When that's done, uh, you know, it'll ease people's credit card on ramping, but still you'd kind of, you know, if you want to buy in with like a billion, here's the thing, right? Like if you're gonna buy in with a billion, I think you're gonna get better order execution, buying Ethereum or USDC and swapping it on chain than if it was just listed directly on your exchange with a thinner pair. So I, you know, like I just, I, as long as Uniswap's the most liquid order book in the world, it's where you really need to end up executing your quarter, your order anyway. And so right. just get USDC or Ethereum and do it on chain with less counterparty risk, less AML, KYC, just better. It's just better. So, I mean, it would be nice for all the dumb dumbs that don't even use wallets and they just buy on exchange and hold on exchange. It would be nice for them to be able to on ramp to hex, you know, right now, it's not yeah, so pr- easy presumably,
1: though, those people are going to want to stake, or a large portion of them are going to want to stake. So, like, you know, you yeah. would think they would have, but, to have I mean, the technical knowledge. There's to do a lot that of people well.
0: that, uh, you know, they buy Ethereum Classic because they think it's Ethereum. They buy Bitcoin Cash because they think it's Bitcoin. That's a dumb thing. Right. They really think, oh, it's the same thing with an extra word. That they, there is a lot of those dum dums, and you know, for them, for that that level of stupid, you really would like a, a direct kind of fiat buy hacks and hold it on the exchange. Yeah, that's fair. And Eat all the counterparty risk richard do
2: you think that when the pulse uh, network was launched that a lot of people bought hex thinking that they would instantly double their money
0: right i was gonna ask what, you that well um as soon as pulse launched obviously i didn't see that much of that narrative that may have been maybe five percent of the narrative maybe if i've seen it in chat i think like i i don't know i mean people when they buy they don't send you a note and tell you why they did it you know like i it's actually hard to tell why like people do what they do. So I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling a number out of my ass. I'm taking a guess, but here's the question is, isn't that kind of a reasonable assumption? You're going to have coins on two chains. Okay. What, what are they going to be worth? Like, let's take a look at this. The Uniswap let's say all the Uniswap liquidity on the bid side is like, I don't know, 10 million bucks or something like that. So what if someone put another 10 million bucks, is bid side liquidity on uh, Pulse chain side? Why wouldn't your Coin Value double? Seems if like if there it was liquidity on
1: Pulse, then you could exit your position on Pulse through the new liquidity that comes in sure. through the new yeah. Uniswap that's being built on Pulse.
0: I, I think I think that the I, yeah. So so it's like a game theory question. Like nobody that would be knows. kind of nobody insane, right? Like I mean,
1: in some ways, it does make sense that it's not going to be divided in half, right? Like, let's say you have $1,000 in hex, it's not like you're gonna have 500 and 500. You should have more than 1,000.
0: Well, here's the thing. <laughs> if, it's, if it was a stock split, and you added more units against the same liquidity pair, then you could right. say there might be downward price pressure. But it's not. It's a whole new chain with a whole new liquidity pair. And so whatever you got on Pulse, you can't dump on ETH. It's exactly. chain. And yeah. so like, if, if the liquidity on the bid side is the same across the two networks, it kind of it double? seems reasonable. Like, I mean, look, I don't have a crystal ball, right? Like, right? No, nobody that's knows. Fair. These are guesses. This is never. It been might done not before. double,
1: but it might be like seventy percent of the two X value. It, so might it's like more. More than 1X. it might be yeah, more than one X. It might be because more because there
0: is so much extra utility added with not having a fifty dollar penalty to on ramp a new user through Uniswap. Yeah, and you want to on ramp a new HEX user through Uniswap? Okay, that'll be an eighty dollar penalty. Right, it so costs eighty to get started, and then we could, as you add more, then you actually get some credit. That sucks. So, it does. you know, it, I think Pulse Chain can make a really, really, really positive impact on the world. It could help a yeah, lot Yeah, I of think Ethereum there is. Users.
2: I think you're right that there is a value add to having a faster network to do the transactions more cheaply in Hex. Um, and that value might be greater than double the original
1: value of Hex. It might. Shit. I mean, the game so, theory of, of Hex is very, very deep and very interesting. I, as a poker player, I got to say, it's one of the most fascinating things. I think it's probably the project I think the most about. You know what? What I
0: think you would appreciate is there's, if you go to hexcom slash specs, I think you'd really appreciate that page because I get I'm these thinking. analogies on point. If you understand Bitcoin, I'm going to show you. Here's how Hex is like Bitcoin. Boop, boop, boop. boop. Yeah. And it's it, there's a lot of really cool analogies in there that you won't see anywhere else. For instance, we actually you, you can you can calculate a market cap for the amount of Hex that's protecting the price like how much stake tax it's like there's there's cool other new kind of terms that are brought to life on that page so
1: how you won't long you will see anywhere else thank you i'll check it out and how long do you have this um copying when is the time cut off the snapshot to get your hex or all of your eth onto pulse
0: well our next our next big milestone is the version two of the test net which is going to show people's balances or rough balances mm-hmm. for their sacrifices um, and then if that works well and everybody's front ends work, you know, go to hex.com front end works on, uh, both chains. we got a working, uh, Uniswap front end, optional bridge, optional, uh, pancake swap fork. We can go to market, you know? Um, so, so you're really, saying as
1: early as, you know, let's I mean, say December, month you're going to have to have,
0: I mean, look, I just, right. Month and but and at a half, that point, months. if you
1: buy afterwards, your your hex will not be on pulse. If you were to buy after the snapshot, well, sure,
0: yeah. Like once once the fork happens, right? And it's hard to. It's like people ask, "Is it a snapshot or a fork?" You're like, "It's kind of both." It's too hard to explain. It's it's actually like complex. It's kind of both.
1: That's fair. I guess the point is that for people watching, the yeah. cutoff date. Yeah, there's a date at happening. which you're not
0: going to get stuff on two chains anymore.
1: And that's happening in the next, let's say, two weeks to
0: month. No, month and a half to two months. We don't even have, like, you're not getting to mainnet until you've got testnet version two, which is the next thing we're releasing. So, you know, let's see testnet version two, let's see working go.hex.com, working on testnet, let's see working, Uniswap working on testnet, which we already have, you know. And then, okay, let's look at bridges real quick, see where we're at. Let's look at the pancake swaps, see where we're at, and then let's set a date for the fork in the future. You know, and and, and you set that date once you saw everything was working well. But until you see these things working well, you don't set that date because you're just—it's just a made-up date. Like there's no. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think that's a good approach. Yeah, this was cool,
1: Harrison. It was really good, man.
0: Yeah, thank you. Really good interview,
1: guys. We haven't. Yeah. So my last you, question.
2: Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Richard. Do you worry that like your two biggest goals, which are basically extending life, curing aging and disease um, and, you know, creating basically the best performing asset of all time. Do you think those things might at any point be at odds with one another? In other words, it'll be hard to sell hacks in order to fund research for these
0: other goals and still. It's maintain rumored it that I have assets. a whole lot of assets that aren't hacks. Mm. So. And, and it's rumored that I'm a very busy guy. So there may, like, I don't know when I would ever need to sell hacks. The The amount of capital that I have undeployed is absolutely silly. I have a capital deployment issue, <laughs> like, and the capital that I do deploy just generates more capital. So it's like, my, my problem of, of not using the money I have gets larger. So like, I just, the parade of imaginary horribles questions are always meh.
2: And then my last thing is, like, what would be the elevator pitch for why um, Pulse is better than, say, you know, Solana or AVAX or any of these other competitors?
0: Yeah. Uh, Solana. How many smart contracts you got? Not much. Why? Got to write them in their own made-up language. Oh, their network went down. Totally. Oops. Found the guy that the lead guy, which, by the way, they've also had hidden supply that they didn't tell anyone existed that they gave to a market maker. And you're like, uh huh, yeah, scammy sounding. And then the guy that like runs the network's like, yeah, we don't really care if it goes down again. To quote an article today, well, that all sounds kind of crappy, right? It's it, like every L1 Ethereum uh, thing is doing well because Ethereum's dying to fees currently. So every other L1 Ethereum thing is doing well currently because the fees are too high, right? So, you know, what else? Did uh, Solana have the world's largest airdrop to on-ramp zillions of users all at once? Nope. Does it have a derivative play on the value of every ERC-20 because those same ticker symbols with the same code will be on their network? Nope, doesn't have any of that. So, you know, it's, I I think the value proposition for Pulse is vastly higher than any of the other Ethereum killers I can think of. My
2: biggest sticking point is just that (laughs) there's one entity that put in so much of them, they own around 90% and they could technically freeze, censor, roll back the chain, steal funds, they could print new tokens.
0: Hey, so let's play, you- let's play that game, bro. You want to know who else can do that? Every single mining network, every single pool. You want to know how many pools actually mine the blocks on your favorite proof of work chain? Like three or four? Okay. And how often have those three or four guys decided to just screw themselves in the butt and just stop processing transactions for lulls? It's never happened. All your parade of imaginary horrible questions go the same place. They have absolutely no root in reality nor example that has ever occurred. Never.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't make much sense to debase your own net worth through.
0: A hack. But the person could Doesn't lose make their any keys. Sense.
1: They could get their keys stolen. Yeah, right? yeah.
0: And then the community could fork away their coins, because they're socially enforced networks. Just just like the government were to try and attack Bitcoin and just start mining blocks, you'd be like, okay, we'll we don't count the government blocks as valid. We're doing a proof of work change now. We no longer accept whatever the government miners are doing. They're socially yeah, enforced networks.
2: In your defense, like they're doing that on EOS right now. They're
0: basically forking out block one from the token. Good, Mm good, good. Socially enforced network, go to town, you know? So yeah, I mean, look, I wish I had more exciting answers for the parade of imaginary horrible questions, but they're just really, they're not gonna happen. Like those, all of these imaginary things, they don't happen. Let me give you some more imaginary things. Why doesn't the government just make Bitcoin illegal? That shit was around for how many years? How many how many years did I have to listen to that stupid crap? Hey, why doesn't the government just like send a drone strike to every node operator? Right? Like why not? Hey, why don't all the uh, the SHA two five six miners uh, just change the uh, the payouts? It's just a parameter. Instead of having uh, what is it six point two five BTC block rewards, just make it uh, fifty or sixty two point five. Why not? Hey, why doesn't uh, Blockstream just inject bad code that half the nodes would just run for a laugh? I mean, I could sit here all day with the stupid, imaginary, horrible questions. Hey, why doesn't Amazon make their own Bitcoin and just put the real Bitcoin out of business? Oh, I could like, hey, this is fun, man. I like this. Let's let's play stuff that ain't never gonna happen, but it's fun to game theory fan fiction about. It's stupid, man. I could do it all day. It's, but in the worst case
2: scenario, they can just be <laughs> forked out. So sure, that's yeah. Yeah. that's your counter argument, which is like even in that horrible mm-hmm. scenario where they decide to go off the rails and do something yep. crazy, damage the project, you have protection against that, mm-hmm. which is just forking the project basically. You got it. So that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I mean, the only thing, the only counter would be they could theoretically dump a lot of tokens before that occurs, so. When um, has this ever happened, bro?
0: Right. I'll, You're talking about, again. you might as well be talking about My Little Ponies. It's <laughs> yeah. just dumb. Like, I mean, <laughs> like <laughs> it's not worth talking about. <laughs> I mean, here, let me give you some better fan fiction theories. What if Hex becomes the global world reserve currency? What if, what if Hex sucks up all the liquidity from everything in the world? What if the Hex price goes so high that it breaks exchanges? I like these games better. <laughs> these are more fun. Like,
1: <laughs> oh, Yeah, that was my original kind of question. is like, what is the end game for Hex? Do you see it becoming like a reserve currency? I, I, that...
0: I look at the Hex price chart. And I see it going up and to the right and curving up and to the right. And I don't know why that would stop or even decelerate. We're pre-viral. Almost nobody's ever heard of us. Yeah, it's true. It's nearly impossible to buy. There's tons of awesome things coming up on the horizon. Pulse, all these conversations with 100 millionaires that are being, hey, hop on the phone with this guy. He sold this company, all this stuff. Interviews are getting better. You know, my my number of followers is just going up 600 a day, basically, across, you know, the different channels. It's quite a lot. Um, you know, I'm at like 130K on Twitter now. There's just, everything's going great. Like, the only thing that people are a little upset about is that there was a dip and you're like, it's in the game, there's always gonna be dips. That is never going away, there's always gonna be dips. And a dip is when the buyers are happy to get a great deal to get in and when the sellers are you know, unhappy that they didn't sell earlier. And the funniest thing is, if you want to cause any crypto person a ton of torture, just wick the price up 2x and then sell it back down and watch them all cry. <laughs> just, like everyone just is like, oh my God, what's happening? You're like, well, the price is the same. It was like yesterday. This is what happening. Are you okay? Yeah. You're going to survive. You've been very
1: transparent about that with the the pullbacks. I think that's a good, yeah. good thing you're They're doing. They're in very- the
0: game. They're not going away. And I think you're going to see them. Oh, by the way. Bitcoin was down 20% from seven days ago, just yesterday. And Ethereum was down 20% from seven days ago, just yesterday. Now they've got a pump, but uh, dips are in the game and I don't care what coin you're in. You know, you're in the dollar? All right, well, you're down 92% over the last uh, you know, 50, 70 years or whatever.
2: Yeah, and I think because of the fact that you guys have so many coins locked up, you should have dampened volatility on the downside. You should, in theory. Well,
0: it would, you would think that, but when some big whale comes up and just wicks the price up insane, it's it's like you, there's nothing you can do about it, right? Like that's right. that's a feature, not a bug. You want the price to be able to wick up high. And, and so it's, I just, you gotta choose what you want. Do you want low volatility or do you want mad gains? Right. You want mad gains? You are going to have volatility. That is the price you pay for the maddest of gains. And I think a million percent in two years, rather, Six hundred and twenty-one days, ain't too bad. Yeah, that,
1: that, too bad. that's that's like some Babe Ruth status thing there. Pretty uh, <laughs> one of the best calls I've seen. So kudos. Yeah. yeah, I just want to apologize to all the people
2: that called you a scam. I'm going to co- apologize on behalf of them because you never really got the recognition. I saw you and Peter McCormick going at it like when you first launched. And how he called you a freaking con artist basically and he never really owned up and said hey you made more people richer than probably almost anyone in the last like three years in crypto so i mean i have one friend that literally put a few thousand dollars into you and he's worth you know millions of dollars so nice. you've definitely changed people's
1: lives and you never Thank really you. got the quality from anyone so you definitely deserve that yeah i, I feel like it's it. one-sided where you get you get skepticism in the beginning and then you get nothing in the middle but you don't get the reverse of skepticism right. which is like an apology so you definitely deserve that on behalf of i'm sure valley. a lot of people
0: so uh if you guys want man mm-hmm. i have wrote free self-help books long before anyone knew i was in crypto well publicly uh t.me slash uh or just V-I-V-V. on
1: your youtube you have a lot of for There's, people that are watching yeah. on my
0: youtube you have a lot
1: mm-hmm. of good videos um obviously interesting ones about Quitting gambling and poker, yeah. Harrison and I, of course, po- pro poker players. Yeah, but um, I would a lot say the of same thing. Quit most people over that
0: video. I, a lot I would of say people messaged me, said they quit poker over that video.
1: Yeah, I would say most people shouldn't play poker, and I'm a professional poker player. I would say the same thing. It's most people are going to lose, so you know, zero sum game. I definitely understand that point of view. Um, but yeah, a lot of good stuff that you've put out too on Thank on you. non uh, financial things that I think are worth checking out yeah. on Richard Hart YouTube.
0: So scroll I, back. I, you, I just want a cool finish. hat. I want to finish the thread, the short thread of me bagging, call the tops, awesome, like a boss, called the 60K, uh, like Bitcoin price two years ago in Malta on stage, created one of the world's best performing assets in the history of mankind with perfect flawless operation, am doing the world's largest airdrop, produce free self help books, raise $27 million for charity. I don't know what I could do to be leading a better life. And I would be willing to say I'm the best human being in cryptocurrency. And if someone wants to produce free self-help material, raise more money for charity to take my title, I'll wait. Do it. I would love to be second. But as it stands, there's no one in cryptocurrency that's doing more to help their fellow man than I am. Yeah, aware. I want to thank
2: you on behalf of Humanity for doing that uh, 27 million to Sens, that was huge. I'm into, I'm into that as well. And Yeah, Harrison well, I and I agree. are both big fans of uh,
1: Excellent. Aubrey de Grey and I listened to many to interviews like from him, read his book. It's a great project. So congrats on that and definitely uh, encourage more support for, for Sens and what you're doing with that. So good job.
0: Chat says Pat's on silk t-shirt back. <laughs>
1: yeah, there you go. Deserved. Yeah. So guys, I'm Alec Torelli. Um, Just check me out on Twitter or Cryptorelli, my YouTube. If you guys are on the Hex channel, I put out a lot of content with Harrison and and myself on on crypto. So uh, if you guys have questions, let us know. Um, Thanks. Thanks, Richard, for doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, this
0: was really fun. uh, appreciate it. Christopher, you got anything you want to promote? Harrison? I'm sorry.
2: No. No, no. I'm good. Thanks,
0: guys. I saw H under his name and I'm like, yeah. Christopher, that sounds good. <laughs> free time Maybe
1: we can recap in like a year from now uh, or something like that. I know. When, I'd be happy when to, you, Yeah, when you call the, the Pulse, uh, when the Pulse thing comes to fruition, we're going to have to reference this chat. I, th- I think and, it's going to uh, be big.
0: I think it's going to be a really big deal, man. I hope we can get the ETH fees down for everybody by removing their users.
1: <laughs> i mean I'll, I'll wrap up with given your history it's hard to hard to bet against you and thank so you, um thank you so much stay tuned guys all right thanks for your time see Richard. You, bro. ciao see all everybody right.
0: peace well that was an absolutely fabulous interview i thought those were very intelligent questions a little too much parade of imaginary horrible stuff but uh that was a really good interview so thanks uh alec and harrison appreciate it very much crypto queen says you made me a millionaire Can't thank you enough. Oh, man. Did I just lose it? I think I might have just not... I think I lost that cool comment. Hey, Crypto Queen, if you want to copy-paste your comment again. Oh, here we go. I found it. You made me a millionaire. I can't thank you enough. Real talk. I saw your call on the 20K Christmas in real time. More than once, months in advance, while everyone scoffed, and you never wavered like a boss. Thank you so much. Rename the documentary The Highest of Gains. Sounds cool. Wish I was in charge of that. (laughs) Um... I'm just checking out chat here a little bit. Richard gave me a reason to see the light at the end of the tunnel. He literally saved me mentally. Thanks, bud. Glad to hear it, man. Thank you of behalf of humanity, says crypto Contrarian. Thank you. Richard Hart's a true OG. Thanks, Big Gunner. The most honest human being cryptocurrency for sure. Much respect, Richard. Thanks a lot, American crypto. Vitalik donated a billion though. No, he didn't, unfortunately. He could, but he didn't. Richard Hart, the best in crypto. Thanks, man. A lot of positive comments here. Thanks guys, I really appreciate the positive comments. I do like it. (laughs) What other LV you got from the trip? I have endless amounts of stuff I could show you. Like, absolutely endless. I mean, here, I'll just grab some. Sitting next to the uh, chair here. Oh, actually I don't even need this. Look guys, expensive pants, look. 1000 Euro pants oh look at this stuff ah yes look at this got the moon boots in red yeah got these with matching jacket and pants prada look at the little prada triangles there you see them on the the top yeah these look pretty killer i think you can see the prada triangles better on these ones yeah so cool you asked the wrong question, homie. Let's see what kind of stuff we got here. That's a nice Louis Vuitton t-shirt. Monogram, of course. Ooh, look at these, moon boots, but low top. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I literally have, like, I could do this for an hour, so I won't, but (laughs) I I could show you new designer goods for an hour, easily. But I won't do it, I won't do it. Any other cool questions here? Difficult to trust a guy that don't smile. I smile? What are you talking about? Who doesn't smile? Show the LV yoga mat. There it is. LV yoga mat. Cool. Fancy. Monogram. Yeah, I I don't want to take the hour to do this. Eventually I'll do an unboxing video, but uh, I don't know. Is there any other stuff I can just grab, it's easy? I mean, I've got piles of stuff here loving your crystals in the background. They're totally sparkling. Thanks, man. Alex Torelli is known and infamous for making one of the biggest angle shoot move in pro poker history. Okay. Sounds like you're describing billiards, but I'll take your word for it. Is it still possible to sacrifice for pulse? Yes, pulse.info, but you're just getting a worse rate because it's been ticking at 5% per day for a while. He smiles with his eyes. (laughs) Thanks. Hex Yoga channel. Nice. Hope your ear gets better. Yeah, me too. It's ringing. So, guys, uh, thank you for all the beautiful comments. Please subscribe to me on Instagram. I need more followers there. Instagram.com slash Richard Hart official. Twitter.com slash Richard Hart win. YouTube.com slash Richard Hart. Pulse.info. Pulsechain.com. T.me slash HexCrypto. T.me slash PulseChain.com. T.me slash SciVive is that enough Did you like latvia was okay is that lv laptop no i don't i have an lv speaker it's pot man you guys are really beating up the chat here my goodness (laughs) oh man uh yeah so maybe i'll address uh, all these questions while i'm in the uk we'll see all right everybody it's really been a pleasure i wish you all the maddest of gains also, please go to hex731gathering.com. I'd really like the tickets to sell out so it looks cooler for the documentary. Um, I'm not making any money on it. I don't have anything to do with the production. So I think they're doing it like a break even kind of thing. Anything else? Yeah, I think that's about it. You guys are awesome. I uh, love you, Hexkins. Love you, Paulskins. You're great people. Keep it real, man. You know, keep a positive, positive mental attitude out there. Support your fellow Hexkins and get the word out, you know, uh, outbound messaging is uh, the best thing you can do to get the word out. You know, like if you want to make the world a better place, you got to do it yourself. So do it, go make the world a better place.